Warning, the following show features audio performed either by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. Accordingly, Happy Hour Podcast and the producers must insist that everyone that is of drinking age attempt to recreate or reenact any audio or activity performed on this show. Have you ever thought about having a beer with Ted Bundy? Or been anally probed at Area 51? Perhaps go to dinner with Jeffrey Dahmer? Taking a car ride with JFK. Or enter a romantic relationship with O.J. Simpson. If so, then crack a cold one. The Pub Time Podcast just might be for you. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special edition episode of Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Tabby. I'm Caleb. And we have a really awesome episode that... In store uh, for you. Yeah, that I've been personally looking forward to for the past few weeks. Absolutely. And... Uh, it's been so hyped. Like It has. The 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 graphic designs that were made, um, the the... The pictures, like the happy hour and them on the designs that were shot out everywhere was yeah. awesome. Oh, it was so good. And Not only uh, am I excited for the guests to be here, but I'm excited because we're talking about Stranger Things, all four seasons. Yes. I'm ready. And uh, for the listeners out there, as you all know, last week we did a Stranger Things episode, but we did, we, we took Stranger Things and we turned it into an 80s TV Recast. show. And we cast it with uh, actors and actresses that were popular back in the 80s to give it that full-on 80s spin. But this week, we're going to do something better. We're going to discuss all four seasons. Uh, We're going to talk about our favorite characters, favorite moments. We're going to throw out some season five predictions, even though that's in two years, which sucks. But we're still going to throw those out there. And we've got a whole bunch of other awesome things planned. Heck yeah, we do. And heck yeah, listen to me. I'm like a kid. (laughs) I should say hell yeah. And we're not doing it alone. We are not doing it alone. We have a very, very dear friend of ours, special guest from Matty Ice Media. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for the man himself, Mr. Matty Ice. How you doing, buddy? I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) Um, You made it from the upside down. I'm actually in it. If I'm being perfectly honest, and ironically enough, note. guys, ironically enough, uh, I have Happy Hour podcast stickers and notes because you guys fucking took over my studio last week, and I fucking hate you. So, <laughs> and you're it, welcome. See, see, the thing is, is you found out that my studio is not from 1983, like in the episode, yeah. and my, very much is uh, a nice little place up here, but it's a little scary back here. And uh, if you see a little flashes of lightning or whatever, just know I'll be safe. If I have to run, I'll just I'll come back. Do you have your Kate Bush records on standby just in case? You know, I'll be honest with you, Mike. I forgot that Kate Bush existed until I watched uh, Dear Billy. So, no, I don't. <laughs> but I do, have, I do have iTunes ready to go and can pull up any song that you want in the matter of seconds. So if I need Kate Bush, I can, for lack of a better term, run up that hill and go get there. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. Yes. So. Well, I, I was going to say. Uh, how was everybody's week? <laughs> yeah, that was good. Let's break the ice. Yeah, nice. Caleb, how was your, how was your week? No pun intended. Man, it was 
it was hot. And honestly, because it's been two weeks since I've talked to you guys, it has not been a good two weeks for my legs. Oh, no. I tell you what, I've been at work one day just doing something, getting off of something, and then just a nice little slicey slicey. I mean, the injury looks cool. It doesn't hurt. But was it bleeding a lot when it happened? Yeah. Did it? Uh, and did it take away any of your telekinetic powers by chance? No. Oh, no. all right. Well, that's good. They're intact. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the next day, the other leg. I again, little scrapey scratchy, and it's like, ah oh, man. And then this week, you know, just moving around scrape my knee somehow i'm just like well, let me go take care of this blood again <laughs> you're wrong just like a lot of our viewers are wrong in saying a hot dog is not <laughs> oh a yeah since caleb Those hasn't been around fucking viewers are fucking <laughs> wrong okay, hold on so i'm a huge fan of faux controversy and food stuff like this like ranking things for <laughs> absolutely no reason and getting people all pissed off I'm here for it. So wait a minute. So hot it's, dog it's is okay. not a sandwich. Is that what I'm no, hearing? Hot well, dog is a sandwich. So okay, because all right, we go ahead. put up a poll yes. two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was what do you all think? Is Caleb right? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Which the answer is yes, it is. But and I may have commented. People said no. Are fucking wrong. You're saying it wrong, Mike. They're fucking wrong. Isn't a hot dog its own thing? Isn't it its own category? It's a, it's a fucking sandwich. Well, okay. Is a wrap it's... a sandwich then? Yes. Wow. So, like, is a burger a sandwich? Yes. So everything is a sandwich? No. Oh. Anything between two slices or made of bread is a sandwich, I guess. That's a lot of things. Yeah. I know. I'm aware of this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hot pockets. <laughs> Definitely That's a sandwich. A good one. Is I'll hot go with pocket that. a sandwich? Yes. I'll go with that. Let's see. I'm trying to think. We'll have to come up with, before the end of the show, we'll have to come up with all these things that we could put between bread that would constitute yeah. a sandwich. And it doesn't have to be food either. No. Well, you got to make it edible. Like, I mean, a dick between two pieces of bread, totally a sandwich. A dick sandwich. <laughs> no, it's a, a cockmeat sandwich. Yeah. If you've ever seen the second Harold and Kumar movie. It is a cockmeat sandwich. Big Bob's cockmeat sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Big Bob. Anybody who has a cock meat sandwich has to be named Big Bob or Big something. Yeah. It could be whatever you want, but Big Bob kind of sounds appropriate. Nothing sounds more disgusting than those words put together. Cock meat sandwich. <laughs> those are the three worst words that should be in any like next to each other. To be fair, that could just be a chicken sandwich, right? If you want to think Ooh, of it. Yeah. 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 It could be. That's a good one. Oh, because that's I'm good never one. George Carlin once said the same way again. George Carlin once said, Why do they have a cock on the top of a weather uh, on, as a weather vane, and he's like, "Well, a cock or a you know rooster—it's the same animal, really." So I totally agree. Yeah. Anyway, we are here Ow. to talk about what we're we, here to talk about seasons one, two, three, and four of Stranger Things. Because I don't want to be in this all night. This is really, really terrifying. And we saw what happened in <laughs> we'll four seasons. Yeah, please get me out. You'll be fine. <laughs> Just keep humming your favorite song. Speaking of favorite song, yes. So we said our Vecna song on the last episode. Uh, what was yours again? To to say it again. <laughs> My Vecna song. Yeah, what's your Vecna song? Is Blue Oyster Cults "Don't Fear the Reaper." Mm-hmm. And mine was "Battery" by Metallica. Oh, what? 
Caleb, what's your what song? Man, I I have been thinking about this all fucking day. Oh, dude, mm-hmm. it took me forever to come up with mine too. It yeah, didn't take yeah, me. Yeah, and I'm just like hmm. Britney Spears. Hit me, baby, one more time. No, I'm nah, just kidding. No, no, no. I said a fucking banger. So I got to go to my playlist of fucking bangers, which they're just all, all they're just fucking bangers. And I'm just gonna go with hope. And that's some one piece opening, but it's a solid opening and man, it's just so good. I'll okay. have to listen just, to it then. I just recently added it to my playlist because Apple Music. Yeah. Once you get to the end of the playlist, it's just like, all right, here's something similar to it. <laughs> and as Sounds I'm like driving as I'm driving to my parents, you know, go through the playlist. Next song, you know, so that's like end of the playlist. This is similar. I'm just like, it starts. I'm like, I know this. I know this. Wow. Do I know? Oh, yeah. Let me just go ahead and download that right now. Then okay. add Ooh. it to the playlist. Well, hold I on. forgot about my second one. Well, hold on, Matt. What's your Vecna song? Right. So my Vecna song is off the same album that Mike's is off of, to be honest. And it's the instrumental Orion by Metallica. Because Nice. It's, yes. One of my favorites. Actually, I've seen. So Tabby hates this band. Well, I don't hate them. You might as well. I she, never said I hate them. I said I don't like them. You said that's, that's pretty much. They are overrated. That sounds like you hate them. Yeah, it does sound like you hate them. I Eddie mean, would it means be, the same Matt, thing. Eddie is frowning at you. And that hurts right me how? <laughs> <laughs> Funny story, though, is I've seen them nine times now, and I went to see them at their, they did a, their own music festival that they paid for. It was called the Orion Music and More. So the first time I went, I thought, oh, this is great. I'm finally going to hear this song. They don't play it very often live. And they played two nights in a row and didn't play it. And I could not have been more pissed that they didn't play it. And I had to go again, instead this time to Detroit, Michigan. And they finally played that song. So I've actually seen that live. I know. Detroit was uh, something. I'm sorry. It's something. But so, you know what? You were close to Canada, so you could have just swung up to Canada, got some poutine. Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> trip saved. So, and I mean, French fries and gravy. And yes, fr- yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've poutine. had duck poutine, by the way. So good. That's a total oh, yeah. aside. Total aside. Uh, anything with <laughs> duck on it, I'm usually all for. So, but yeah, that, that would be my song. But um, I have to ask, though, like the song, do you think it would actually save you? Uh, maybe this is a little bit early, but I do. Do you? No, oh, yeah. Like, do you think that the song would be enough to get you out of something like that? Because I have thoughts on what Vecna really represents. I guess we maybe jump in the uh, gun a little bit here. No, we no, can absolutely tell, tell go. us your your feels on that. I don't know. I so when I watched it, I kind of had this feeling that Vecna was a loose symbol of depression, right? Like of these mental health struggles that we all go through. Because if you think about it, mental health isn't something that we deal with every single second of every single day. We have sometimes good hours and bad hours. And just thinking about Chrissy, the first victim, she was fine until she wasn't fine. And then she was fine again. And then she wasn't fine, right? And that's kind of how it all goes. And we all need some kind of an escape from it. It just so happened to be music in this instance. And it is for a lot of people. So I kind of felt that a little bit, even though I knew that it probably wasn't directly supposed to mean that. It made me feel like... Yeah, I mean, I could feel this because music has helped me through a lot in my life. And perhaps this is kind of what other people felt. I don't know how you guys feel about it. No, that's actually a really good that's I, yeah. a really good point of view on that. I like it. I mean, music is such a part of 
anyone's life. Like there's, if you don't like music, then you're not human. Like go away. (laughs) Like there's, there's always something that someone would like musically. And I think music is what makes people happy and it makes you go through your emotions. You know, there's bands and songs that make me sad and cry. There's songs that make me happy. There's songs that make me angry, like Nickelback existing. (laughs) And, uh, or any country artist or, Oh God, I cannot listen to any country (laughs) music because it will make me physically ill, (laughs) disgustingly ill. I cannot, um, (laughs) I like country music. I'm sorry. I have a. Cu- no, I have I'm two. Sorry. I have two you that don't. I two two that I like. Actually, Caleb, the uh, first time I went to that music festival that I was talking about, I saw Eric Church perform right before Metallica came mm-hmm. on the same stage. So that was interesting, and that was the first time I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. I only like two country artists. My wife loves country music. Most of it I don't like, but there's two there's two people that I could actually listen to and actively seek out. Yeah. Well, you know. When yeah, when you when your supervisor has access to the Bluetooth and he chooses the music that we listen to in the van, gross. You get used to country, get used to rap. Oh wow, yeah, it's it it is a all crazy, over the place. It is, it is. But he's twenty two, so oh, there we go. Know. So fucking young. I know, yeah. such a baby. I don't no, think I yeah. was ever that young. Like, I don't know if you guys <laughs> feel that way, but when I think about being 22, I'm like, nah, I was never that young. Like, I see young people now in my neighborhood, and I'm like, I never looked that good. <coughs> never looked that good. So is Vecna just, why? my question is, why isn't Vecna going after somebody who says that openly? It's like, oh, I'll just get them. I mean, I, they're easy. I I think the reason why he's not is because of all the emotions and everything that they're, they're going through. It, we don't know Chrissy's backstory. Why did Vecna go after Chrissy? We don't know. I mean, we kind of know a little bit about Nerd Boy. I cannot remember his name to save my fucking life. Doesn't doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> oh, the kid that was with Nancy. Yeah, the one that looks like Blake. Yeah, doesn't. Um, matter. so we know kind of why he went after him is because he had a dark secret and he he was you know going through that trauma. We know why he was going after Max completely because she literally told him why her uh, she lost Billy because of I mean Billy her home life yeah I mean her dad running away when she was little mm-hmm. like the whole thing I, so he went after people who had low self esteem and severe depression and severe trauma. trauma. I think he goes after people that are teenagers mainly because he knows how vulnerable they are. They are being teenagers, yeah. Oh, yeah. And everyone who goes through big traumatic life moments in their lives are, nine out of ten of them are teenagers. Oh, absolutely. Of between, let's say, 13 and 18. Yeah. No, religious trauma. But, but yeah. um, I think that's why Vecna solely goes for teenagers because he knows their vulnerabilities so they kind of made some references to the chrissy thing like she was the only victim well not true but she was the only victim that they didn't come out and tell you something right away but remember her mom was making her a dress and was kind of oh telling her that she was fat yeah so i i think we're talking eating disorders is my guess at least yeah or something in that realm body shaming issues yeah uh, parents i don't know i mean parents not supporting you and putting you down could definitely be considered trauma but the one kid i don't understand is the the jock kid and they 
didn't they basically kind of throw something in there about how he was abused or something like that? I mean, that that felt to me very thrown in at the end. It it did. It seemed very thrown in. Now that you were, now that you said that he was his dad or his parents were pushing him to be the best. It was something like that, or, and that that was the only thing that kind of got me was it was like, well, we need a victim, so we'll get one. But they didn't really do right. enough to explain it, storyline it. It didn't yeah. really matter though. Like to Caleb's point, like it doesn't matter what the guy's <laughs> name is. Like I mean, he's dead. So and I hate to be so callous dead, about bro. it, but like. Who cares? <laughs> look, 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 look. I didn't get to know him. I don't care. He's not one of the, you know, starring members. So, you know, it's, eh, oh no. Actually, wasn't Nerd Boy yeah. trying to play relationship therapist? And it's like, dude. You no, he was trying to get into Nancy's pants, yeah. is what he and, was really trying to like, do. And you're just like, dude, come on. No, you know really? that's the kid. Yeah, well, yeah, I think you got a chance with Nancy Wheeler. Come you, on. We all know that he was the kid who has had a crush on her since day one that they started in freshman year. Yeah. And he has been whacking off every night to Nancy Wheeler's fucking yearbook photo every year. <laughs> and he's he he finally gets that moment in the car with her. And he was like, like yeah, let's go on an adventure. I was super excited. And it was super uh, obvious, too, because every time Nancy would say something, he would say, well, if Jonathan was here, but he's not, by the way, he would do this probably. But let me keep uh, them buns warm, honey. Jonathan this, but Jonathan's not here. Like he kept pointing out to her, well, your boyfriend's not here, but I'm here with you. So gross. Like, dude, give it a rest, man. You know, Tabby, I've never had my high school years summed up so succinctly the way that you just summed up uh, my high school years. <laughs> Wanking off to a girl's picture in the uh, yearbook. Thank you. I've, I You're really welcome. I appreciate reliving some of the most horrific years of my life. So who did you jerk off to the entirety of your high school? Himself. Uh, me. <laughs> Come on now. I ran right into this that. Guy. This is awesome. Fuck? By the way, Tabby, I just want to tell you the visual of Mike trying to peel open the bottle of whatever it is with your teeth and you're talking about, well, you know, my parents, my mom told me this and this is how, how I, my traumatic, uh, you know, schooling was. And Mike's like, God damn it. I can't get this bottle open. Like, this I is can't ridiculous. get this bottle of whiskey open. Yeah. <laughs> we are. OK, so our shot out and I completely forgot to send it to you We're is the Apple Boys that. here in a minute. We uh, our shot out was Apple Boys. So their favorite drink and they they're trying to get sponsored by Miller Lite. So we're doing a oh, glass yeah. of yeah. <laughs> they drink like cases when they record. Um they oh, always yeah. tag Miller yeah, they always tag Miller Lite. So I really why, would love why to have are we them recording on. with them. We uh, we're trying no to get offense, them on Caleb. No offense, Maddie Ice. <laughs> so we're going to do a Boilermaker with Evan Williams apple and Miller oh, yeah. Lite. Man Hold the fuck up. <laughs> oh, Caleb's going to get his. Caleb's going to go make a Boilermaker. I really wish. There's too much head on this. <laughs> title, title of your sex tape. I got you first. I really well, wish the viewers could see that there, Caleb has a brick background and just left and disappeared, but it can still talk to us because he had his headset on and was like fucking yep. doing that's, this. That's platform nine and three quarters behind him. Is it really? Yeah. That's how he did that. That's a good need? point. <laughs> so before we dive into any further into the upside down let's uh tab do you want to take away this week's shout out well, um so the shout out of the week we want to say i'm so excited for this one and when you hit that button and then it landed on them 
I got really excited. So this week's shout out is to the Apple Boys podcast. They are brand new to the indie podcast scene. Well, not brand new, but kind of brand new, I guess. And yeah. we were introduced what They're like brand new a month ago. Yeah, yeah, for us. But um super cool guys. Um, we converse on Twitter and Instagram a lot. Um, so this week's shout out, which I'm not really looking forward to because I don't like oh, beer and it's not not part of my <clears throat> drink. All but, for this. I said, fuck yeah, I want to found out. Caleb, what are, Caleb has a semi right now. I don't know if I want to drop this into the beer with the sticker oh, on it. Garbage. With the sticker on it. Okay. So this week's shout out goes to Apple Boys podcast. Uh, it is a boiler maker, kind of. Um, it is Miller. Yeah. It's a boiler maker, which is a glass full of Miller Light because they are huge Miller Light boys, and a shot of Apple Evan Williams. Miller Light, if you're listening to this, go sponsor the Apple Boys podcast. Better right fucking now. sponsor them. All right, you ready? Make their dreams I am come not. True. Here we go. Oh, that's lovely. And down the stretch they come. Here we go. Oh, man, Caleb crushed that. Who? That actually wasn't bad. It's not. Good. No, I mean, it's like dropping uh, something in water. So before we continue with this episode, let's pause for a quick break from our sponsors at Bosky Coffee, and then we will be right back. I'm going on another beer run. Beer me, bitches! We at Happy Hour Podcast are proud to announce that we are now sponsored by one amazing coffee company. Bosky Coffee. Bosky Coffee Roasters began several years ago in a small town in central New Mexico. Born out of their love and passion for great coffee, the desire to make sure they knew where their coffee is coming from and that it is ethically sourced. Bosky buys only the best Arabica beans, blending and roasting each small batch personally. They only use the highest quality extracts and flavors for their flavored coffees. They have tons of types of coffee and flavors. Like single origin. Premium roast, like their breakfast blend and espresso. Flavored coffees, like their most popular high mountain pinion coffee, which uses real New Mexican pinions for an authentic southwestern flavor. Oh, and teas. You can shop online at bosquecoffeeroasters.com. That is B-O-S-Q-U-E coffeeroasters.com. Use promo code BOSKYCOFFEEHAPPYHOUR upon checkout for 10% off your purchase. Enjoy coffee the way it should be. Simple and delicious. Alrighty, and we're back. Boop, boop, boo. I just took so, it from AJ. <laughs> Beer so, me. Beer me. Please? Uh... Yes, I will bear you. Thank you. So let's uh, let's dive into our top three moments from the series Stranger Things. Are we and... doing three moments? Yeah, I thought it was characters. This we're doing that magic too. Okay. moment. But we're going to start with our top three moments. Top and... three. I have six. You didn't say top three. Meow, meow, meow. And uh, we're going to let our guest Matt go first. <laughs> Top three moments from the entire series. Wow. Um, I was not prepared to be so specific about this, but uh, I will try to name some. These are in no particular order. So okay. I'm going to put two ce- two scenes at the same time because they're kind of the same. So um, in season two, when, they pl- when Jonathan played Will's favorite song, mm-hmm. and then when Max had to run from Vecna to her favorite song, I kind of felt like they were almost very similar scenes because in my mind – 
it was it was a callback in my mind to season two. But remember when Will was under under the influence, if you will, and they played um, "Should I Stay or Should I Go," he came back for a few minutes, right? And that was uh-huh. how they were able to get him back. And then Max was able to get out and get back to her friends using music. And I I liked both of those together, even though they were different scenes. Like obviously, one of them was a little bit more suspenseful. The other one was just heart pounding, not knowing if Max was going to survive or not. But I, I liked it because they the whole theme of music has been throughout the entire show, and I felt like those two scenes really kind of brought it out in a lot of different ways for two of the characters that I think that we uh, have seen go through a lot of trauma. So I, I like those two scenes, even though they're okay. – that's, that's one. Um, yeah. From an entertainment perspective, basically anything with Murray in it. So that just encompasses <laughs> everything. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, the fight scene with Murray when Erica calls him bald eagle and is like, you bald bastard uh, in the mall. Like, that's fantastic. And just... I'm 10, you bald bastard. Yes. Just Murray is such a great character that it's hard for his scenes to be bad, like, if that makes sense. I mean, even in season two, going all the way back when he's calling Jonathan out and Jonathan and... um, and Nancy Nancy are in his warehouse. Yeah, yeah, he was mm -hmm. like, oh, there's a pull-out couch that you could sleep on or a comfortable bed that you can share. Exactly. And, and his favorite drink, watered-down vodka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, Murray lived in a... God, I hate to say a shithole, but it was on purpose, right? Like, he was supposed to be out there. So, I really liked that scene a lot. Um, I think if I had to pick... It's hard to pick, like, an all-time favorite. I don't really have one, but... The other scene that I thought was was really interesting was finally seeing... It's not a favorite for a good reason, but I think it was really helpful to the rest of the season was seeing Eleven so vulnerable in school and then getting the payoff of her hitting what's her name in the face. Oh, Angela? Yeah. In the, she it, had it coming. She did have it coming. She fucked around and found out. But yep. as my roommate says, I'm a sap for certain things. And like we saw Eleven kick so much ass, right? And then we get to season four. And she's a normal person going through the same struggles that we talked about earlier, being a teenager. Mm -hmm. And for her, it's way different because she's trying to fit into this world that she's never fit into before. And she's in a new place. The people are awful. She has nobody. And I thought that the whole progression of her, like when she tried to use her powers in the middle of the school and was embarrassed, I'm like, man, I felt that right here because I've been embarrassed in the middle of a whole school, not doing something like that. And then to see her get revenge, basically. Um, yeah, that felt good. I mean, those are not like top three, but those are three things that come to mind for me that have stood okay. out. I think the it, it's not really revenge, but we we were all in Eleven's shoes. Like majority of us were the one being made fun of or the one being bullied, and just to have that little what two minute thirty second or thirty second part of grabbing the skate and just like pounding her in the face is just something that we've all wanted to do but never did it yeah so it's a good scene one more scene that is that's going to be an honorable mention i guess is the scene where joyce figures out the lights right and puts up the alphabet and everything and and there's a lot of people have said like well how would will be able to see that and it's like who gives a crap like you already have to suspend disbelief like there's a huge man-eating monster so like just forget it um, but that scene was kind of like Max getting out of Vecna's lair. Very suspenseful. And that was mm-hmm. one of the only scenes that I was also at the edge of my seat. Like, we're watching this, and I'm like, and the, everything was done. The production was so well done with the music in the background, the sound effects. And then here comes the thing out of the wall. I mean, that grabs you 
even if you're not a horror fan, it's like everything was done masterfully. There's so many scenes that you could go through, though. That's the problem is I can't even make a top 15. I just like all of it. I had six. Yeah. I had six, and now I have to narrow it down to three? Okay. Um, so, Caleb, what are your top Hold moments on. from Stranger Things? All right. Here we go. Moments. Top three moments. All right. Number three. It's going to be from this latest season. All right. Hear me out. All right. Hear me out. Got you. Got out. you. All right. Hearing you out. It is when Dustin, Dusty, Dustin, Dustin is talking to Eddie's Dusty uncle. Dusty Buns. Yeah. And telling him about how, you know. Oh, that was heart wrenching. Oh, my that, God. that's one of the moments that I cried. Oh, harder. Episode. <laughs> I cried <was> harder. <laughs> when he was talking to Eddie's uncle about how Eddie stood, he didn't run, he fought. Or a city that hated him, that he was a hero. And I was just like, mm. Are you about to cry again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. It was powerful. It was powerful. Now let's go ahead and switch it up. Y'all may see a pattern in my favorite moments. Okay. Moment two. Dustin shows up at Scoops Ahoy looking for Steve. Yeah. And Steve comes out. They do their little, you know, just their, their reconnection after he gets back from camp. I was just like, love this. Fuck yeah. Love this. That's literally you and Gunner every time you come over. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, yeah. I think that was also and, I think that was also Robin was like, hey, Dingus, your children are here, which made me yep. laugh out loud. Yeah. And then number one, end of season two. We're at the snowball. We're at the snowball. <laughs> and Dustin's sitting on the, you know, bleachers trying, you know, trying not to let anybody see him cry. You know, Nancy walks up. That's also just made me be like, Nancy, my man, my woman. And starts, you know, asked Dustin to dance. And I was just like, fuck yeah. That's that's really my all time favorite scene, you know. Oh yeah, man. Dustin and then Nancy just being a fucking G. That that is a be great better. scene, actually. Uh, great scene. Nancy being a fucking G. I love that. That's amazing. And and to to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying with that scene, Caleb, it takes me back to the pilot episode. When Dustin goes up to Nancy's room with that last slice of oh, pizza. Oh, for sure, the last slice of pizza, And yeah. then he goes, oh, it's sausage and pepperoni. It's yours if you want it. Well, and she just looks at him and slams the door right in his face. He is in love with Nancy so fucking hard. Yeah, oh, he, Dustin is crushing so much on Nancy. But now he has Susie Poo. Oh, Dusty Bun and Susie Poo. Mm-hmm. That is, they are couples goals. <laughs> in TV. <laughs> But yeah, no. Uh, but but uh, yeah. Mike, what about you? We're giving Tabby some time to narrow it down from the six to three. Okay, I've already got it. I'm good. But well, go ahead. You go first? No, go okay. ahead. Ladies first. Well, then go. <laughs> Matt, Matt already went. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Love you, bud. <laughs> so my number three moment is uh, going back to the finale for season one when Steve uh, takes on the Demogorgon in the buyer's living room. With the baseball bat and the nails in it? And he does that. that When he spins that bat in his hand, one-handed it, and cracks him, I'm like, fuck, this dude is a 
badass. That's when I fell in love with Steve. That was my redemption for Steve right there. I like, wanted to be that bat. Spin me in your hand. And just hit, me, <laughs> hit a Demogorgon in the face with me. I'm going to hit this motherfucker with another motherfucker. <laughs> but no, when, when Steve is, he's like, fuck it. And he just takes He didn't bat. know what was going on. He was like, what's going on? Pow, no, pow, pow. He went into full mama bear mode and was protecting his babies. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Tabby, Tabby, did I send you that one TikTok that's playing the opening to Reba? Oh, with Steve? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> I Loved thought that it. I was like, I got to share this with these two. Well, yeah. yeah, I think I sent it to Matt afterwards. <laughs> Caleb sent it to me and I watched it at least like 20 times. Just I just looped it. I just stared at it because it was so good. My number two moment is, and it is the single most precious thing to my heart in this Dustin whole world. And, Susie. and it is when Dustin and Susie sing Neverending Story. I, it, it, It's like looking at a box of kittens and puppies for me. And just you're so you're happy crying because so, of how beautiful it is and how cute it is. So I was at my parents uh, last weekend. Yeah. And me and my sister are in the kitchen. They've got an Alexa in there. And me and my sister are just going back and forth with uh, with that song, with choosing songs. And so it was my turn. I'm like, all right, well, you know, play never ending story. And she's like, the original. I was Alexa was just like, got you. Here's the Stranger Things one. Yeah, that song's actually on my YouTube music playlist. It's like hell yeah, Alexa. And and I told through. I told Tab I said, uh, I'm gonna learn how to sing properly and good, and then the next time you go to karaoke, you and I are gonna do at that song together. That version of the song. Okay. And you know Eric can probably have. Oh, it. he I he, he will. Oh yeah. And we'll do even the. Shit. Yeah, we'll do the whole thing. Yeah, even like the the the, the intro part. and the exit. Yeah. yeah, I'll do it with you. Okay, <laughs> and we'll video it so the whole world can watch me Fuck karaoke. Yeah. Fuck yeah, we'll <laughs> put it on our Twitter and Instagram we'll and everything. TikTok, YouTube, everything. <laughs> I saw a critique my number some... one scene. Hey, Mike, I saw a critique somewhere that somebody felt like that was almost like product placement for the eighties, and I'm like, then you're not getting the show like that's the whole point. stranger things is product placement for the 80s of course it oh, is. god yes so like and if that that's is your a complaint like you're not then you're not really a fan like that's the whole oh, point because you're like that oh. is a rabbit hole we are going to dive into on this episode yes is yep. all of the 80s pop culture easter eggs through the whole series but my number one moment and this happened last friday night i let my fucking hair down when eddie cranked up no you did not let you let your hair down and was screaming i got on the the coffee table and i opened this fucking pit up when eddie started rocking master of puppets i i went off it i i put myself at a metallica show and i i just jammed that shit so hard I didn't. I don't and think you actually like realized what was going on because you were of trying the... to talk to me like, "Oh, babe, this watch." I'm like, "What's <laughs> happening?" I'm like, "Fuck that, Metallica's on, and Eddie's going <laughs> off. Eddie is kicking ass right now." Hey, Mike, I got something for you. Okay. Chrissy, this is from you.
There you go. <laughs> and you called it. I did. And you fucking called it. A week before, two weeks ago. Yeah. We were, Jason and Angie were here. Yep. And we were sitting in our backyard around our fire pit. And I was talking about this. I said, I saw this video that somebody posted on TikTok. Of, and this guy slowed down the clip that was from the trailer. And he was pointing out where Eddie's fingers were placed on the fretboard on the guitar. And he played it himself. And he said, this is clearly Master of Puppets he's playing. And so right then I said, I'm calling this right now. I'm going with this guy, what he's saying. Eddie is playing Master of Puppets. And before we started recording last week, I came home and I took a quick nap. And I woke up to a message from AJ, AJ from, from Dad's, Dad's on Dayquil. And Love you. He, uh, he messaged me before I'd even seen the episode. And he said, Eddie played Master of Puppets. Fuck yeah. And I'm like, dude, god damn it. Well, I already kind of knew. I kind of figured <laughs> that's what it was. But still, don't tell me. I, and I, I just responded with, dude, I haven't watched it yet. He goes, oh, fuck, my bad. I'm like, no, I already knew. <laughs> it's then, like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But, but it's one of those things where, like, if you know a spoiler, you're like, when it happens, you're like, eh, I don't really care now. But this was this was so much different because when he's when he when Dustin cranked Eddie's amp up and, to eleven. Oh yeah. Oh this to go, eleven. This goes to eleven. To eleven. Shout out Spinal Tap. Mm -hmm. To and he started playing it. Man, I just I it one man mosh pit in the living room. It was my God, that so oh good. God. She Tab's trying to talk to me and tell me things about. <laughs> I might just shut up and let me do this right now. I need to feel this. I'm in the zone. You, we were also fucking hammered because we just recorded with Ryan Leskis. Yeah. And we yeah. drank through an entire 12-pack of beers and did the shot out, which we, had alcohol, like liquor. We used alcohol to hide our emotions for when we were watching. Oh, the there show. was no emotions hidden. <laughs> There were no emotions no, hidden. That's, that's my number one moment. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to carry it out that long, but I, just, I mean, <laughs> I needed to justify why that's my top moment. Look, man, Metallica, we get it. The thing about that scene, though, that I'm, I'm loving the aftermath of it. So Stranger Things, the if there's something that does the best, there's two things that I think it does the best. It makes the best trailers, number one. And number two is I think that it uses music better than just about any show that's ever been made. Because they're trying to use songs from an era specifically, but they all make sense to what is happening in the show. So, like, Running Up That yeah. Hill isn't just a randomly picked 80s song. It makes sense. Master of Puppets made complete sense. Like, once I got over the euphoria of having a hard-on during that scene and I came back to, <laughs> came back to Earth, I was like... Wow, that was the perfect song for what was happening with it. And I've seen a lot of people critique, whoa, he would have had to learn that song in two weeks. Stop it. Just stop it. Like, oh, how would they have power in an interdimensional universe? Stop it. Just enjoy the show. Exactly. And it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. It was matter. badass. Yeah, that's the, the point. Up. But the other thing that I love is that millions of people who had never heard metal music or Metallica at all are getting into this genre of music now because metal doesn't ever get that real limelight moment. Stranger no. Things may be a horror genre, which used to be like a niche thing that people liked, right? Like it wasn't necessarily mainstream. Stranger Things is mainstream no matter how intense the episodes are. I mean, what did mm -hmm. Netflix said that it was the second most watched show in history, like a billion views or something? So a yeah. billion people heard Master of Puppets and a vast majority of them probably for the first time to the point that, I mean, Metallica is like in the top 10 
in Spotify streams for a song that's 40 fucking years old. I love it. Like, I love that part of it. And people are trying to gatekeep, too, where they're like, oh, we're so, you know, this one person was like, we're so sorry for all these new fans that are coming from Stranger Things. And actually, the social media director for Metallica was like, no, like, we welcome everybody because why does it yeah. matter when they actually, heard it? That was that was James that somebody tried to gatekeep. Yeah. Metallica, like, oh, this is just, you know, because Stranger Things is popular. You just like Metallica because of that. And James Hatfield fired back and said, dude, you're, I've seen that. your yeah. fandom started somewhere, too. Yeah. Uh, Tab, what are your yep. top moments from, from the series? So I narrowed it down. And number three would be in season one, the bicycle scene where the boys meet up. And it's a very E.T. vibe. Where they like oh, when meet Lucas up is the bad man when, coming. Yeah, the Luke, Lucas is calling the bad men are coming, and then they all like combine together, and they start riding their bikes, and then they stop, and they're like, "Oh, did we lose them? I think we did." And then the vans like flip around behind them. They're like, "Oh no, we didn't!" And they start riding again, and then like the the van comes. So instead of them flying over the van, Eleven flips the van. That is my number three. I love the influence flies over you. <laughs> <laughs> I love the uh, the influence that that scene took from ET e. when right before ET made the boys fly off yep. into the forest. Yep. That yeah, that's a great fucking scene, and we were just talking about that yep. earlier today. Yep. Uh, the number two scene for me, and this was really really hard to narrow down, but it would be. <clears throat> the Battle of Star Star Mall. The Battle of Star Court Mall. The fireworks. That not just the fireworks, but the entire fucking the the whole thing of it. Yeah. From the point that they couldn't get the car started and they had to run back inside. And then the fireworks and L flipping the car and it's just the whole thing. Yeah. That whole well it it was literally an entire episode mm-hmm. of the battle of Star Court Mall. That's so fucking good. It's kind That's of a, a precursor from- to the finale in season four too, because it was long. It was like an hour and a half. And remember yeah. people were like, Oh my god, that's so long. And then they're like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you know uh with that scene, do you know what my favorite part of that is? My favorite moment from that is when uh, Joyce, Murray, and Jim Hopper, mm-hmm. when they, when every, all the main characters line up, it's got that Avengers Assemble vibe to oh, it. Oh, mm-hmm. God, yes. They're yep. all, they all like show up at the yep. same place and they plan out and, oh, God damn. Let's fucking go. <laughs> That's a good, good scene. And my number one is Dustin and Susie because everybody <laughs> loves that scene. It is adorable. And I like the fact that Steve and Robin in the back of the car were like, what the fuck? Why are they singing? And and um, Erica's going, come on, like, let's get this train moving. And yeah. everybody's like, why are you singing? We need the code. Yeah, the world's but about it, ready uh, to end here. Can we uh, wrap it up, maybe? Exactly. At the end of the song, Erica, enough. <laughs> and then at the beginning of the song, Erica's like, she's, what did she say? She said something, and Susie was like, 
Who's that? Oh, nothing. Nothing, Susie. Susie, Susie Poo. It's just interference. Yeah. I uh, I like during the song being played when you if you look in the background when they show Murray, Jim, uh-huh. and Joyce, you see Joyce just turn around and like smack her face on the wall. <laughs> like, God <laughs> damn it. What? We have got to hurry this shit up. We don't have time. It's for an extra right two minutes of bullshit. <laughs> and everyone else is like, what's going on? And Murray Dude. turns around like, what the fuck? And look at what you see. <laughs> and Joyce, you just see her in the background and she's just like putting her head on the wall like, <laughs> god damn it, come on. In her face. <laughs> the mirror of your dreams. It is so good. And Gunnar listens to that like 14 times a day. Same. <laughs> I listened to it for an hour at work yesterday. Nice. I just looped it. I had to. All right. What's up next? Up next, we are going to dive into our top care, our favorite characters. Our top three. Let's do top do you, three. Do you have more than three? I, I do, but I narrowed it down. Okay. Well, Let's we'll, do top three. We'll do top three characters. Because we're happy hour pod three. And since you went last with favorite scenes, we'll let you go first with this one. Okay. And Maddie, you're going to go last. That's fine. (laughs) Reverse order. You know, boomerang effect. My favorite characters, Erica. I absolutely love Erica. She has had such a story arc in the past, well, this past season. She's a sassy bitch. I fucking love her. She's so great. It was a really tough. It was a really tough decision because I love Robin as well. I fucking love Robin. Um, number two is Dustin. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't love Dustin? He's my kid. supervisor. My <laughs> supervisor hates Dustin. Well, my supervisor doesn't watch Stranger Things, but just how like, dare he? He has like, no say so. He's like, I he, just don't like his face. He has no like, say so. I don't understand why you don't like his face. I love his face. Mm-hmm. He's when adorable. He smiles, I'm just like, ha ha. Maybe. Just want to pinch his cheeks and give him a hug. I want to. I want to take him out for pizza and a soda. I really do. And we're coming back here. We're gonna play video games. Yeah, dude. Watch dude, Star Wars. Dude, and and while it, during the shooting, whenever he was in this trailer, he had a Game Boy SP. Not yeah. not a fucking Switch or anything. No, a fucking Game Boy SP. Mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance SP. I'm just like. My motherfucking man. Gatton <laughs> Matazaro is one of us. I 100%. love Dustin. Not only that, but he can fucking sing. Oh my yeah. God. That dude is talented. He sang um, Les Miserables, Bring Him Home, mm-hmm. when he was like seven years old at karaoke. And there's a YouTube video of it. Oh my God. And it wasn't normal. It was an octave higher than it should have been. And he. Crushed it. Oh, love it. I love it. Do you guys ever Who's see Silicon Valley? No. The show Silicon Valley. There was a character, mm-hmm. and um, there was like a group of them, and there was this super nerdy guy or whatever. And this like billionaire guy comes in and he looks at the nerdy guy and he goes, This guy fucks. And like that's what I think of when I think of Dustin. Is I'm like, he in that group, he's like the guy who everybody looks at. He has the scene where he's crying at the end of the ball, but it's like this guy, this guy yeah. for sure. He's my dude. Mm-hmm. Dustin's my guy. Oh, he's amazing. So who's your number one? Well, of course, the best babysitter in the world, fucking Steve goddamn motherfucking Harrington. Steve the Hair Harrington. Oh, <laughs> he's awesome. Steve he's kind. Ass. He's 
courteous he's, he's and mom. he's his mom. <laughs> Amazing. Steve is my mom. Steve is my I TV mom. I <laughs> fucking love Steve so much. All right, next up. <laughs> All right. Uh my number 3 is Steve the Hair Harrington. And he's number 3 because when I f- was first introduced to Steve, he was the most punchable face for me. <laughs> the most punchable face. I hated yep. him. Fuck this douche. Hate this guy. But and he then, turned it around. Oh, one oh, turn around. 180. Look at what you see. <laughs> my number two mm-hmm. is my number two. His favorite son, Dustin. My guy. <laughs> uh, of course. The great American smile. The golden child. Love him. Now I have an honorable mention. I had an honorable mention. It's well, probably the same. Well, who's your honorable? My mention? honorable mention is Eddie. Okay. I really fell in love with Eddie. My honorable mention mm-hmm. is the Queen Nancy, Nancy Wheeler. Wheeler, the Bullseye, the Deadshot, Nancy Wheeler. Because that bitch with a gun makes me sweat. <laughs> And that, that's like a running thing between me and Leska. So we keep just sending each other photos of Nancy Wheeler holding shotguns or pistols. <laughs> Every season. And yeah. anytime she has a gun, like I'll, like earlier today, uh, we were watching the, uh, the finale when she blasted Vecna with a sawed-off shotgun through the window, which is a Halloween Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I took a picture of it and I sent it to Ryan Leskus and he just... He sent me an emoji of the the sweat, the face <laughs> sweating, and then it was like a heart. <laughs> but I, my I, number one character. Can I critique Nancy wearing, for a second? Do I, go ahead. Can I critique Nancy for a second? Do it. No. Go ahead. How did she not hit him in the head? I mean, for she Christ's sake, she was doing. She did she know? Because you go he's for the gone. head. He's gone. Well, because we need a fifth season. I know that. Yeah. But I'm saying, and also you had a, a little bit of Steve acting like Thor from Infinity War because he should have gone for the head with his axe. So so did Nancy. And if if, if they went to the head, that would have been that would have been a series wrap. Not necessarily. They brought back so? other characters before. How do we not know there's gonna be some Stranger Things Death Star that's gonna come out and like kill Hawkins? <laughs> that's true. And uh, our last segment of this episode, we will definitely dive into season five. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, But my number one is the goat, the man with the finger arrows. Mr. Is he on your shirt? (laughs) He is on my T-shirt that I got today in the mail. Murray fucking Bowman. The man, the myth, Uh. the bald eagle, the great American hero. The legend, a better Murray. better shirt than I got in the mail today. <laughs> All I the got real. was a, a stupid undershirt. Did you know? <laughs> and here's a fun fact: Did you know that Chuck Norris wears Murray Bowman pajamas? Oh, I said it. I said what I said, and I'm dying on that hill. Okay, my fingers are like arrows. Hold on, my fingers are like arrows. <laughs> My arms like iron, my feet like spears. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Murray. Murray is the goat. Next up, top three. <laughs> oh, hey, that's me. All Caleb, right. So, 
coming in at number three, we've got the lady of the hour, the cold hard killer, sawed off shotgun in hand, Nancy. What more needs to be said? We've said it all. We have. You know. <laughs> well, you have. We can never say enough about Nancy. She's That's great. Facts. Fucking love her. <laughs> Fucking love her. Even with her crazy hairstyles. I'm talking about season three. I'm not a big fan of that hairstyle, but <laughs> oh, I'm living for it. Yeah, like the curls. That's that's you. That's you. <laughs> but yeah, no. Nah. I can't hold curls. My hair does not hold curls. You got to get a perm. No. If no. Leslie Nope can hold a perm, Tabby Gray can hold a perm. <laughs> oh my God, Tabby! I'm looking at you now with like a perm, like a giant perm, like Nancy had. Dude, I know. Right? Can we make this happen? Like, can that be your prom photo? Like when you're wearing It'll, the no. On my birthday, on my birthday, <laughs> for my give her a perm and a shotgun. That's what I want for my birthday. <laughs> Just get a perm wig. That's all we need. And then you can keep your regular fine, non-permeable fine, hair. Fine, <laughs> fine. I'll get a perm wig and a shotgun and a shotgun, yes. a sawed-off shotgun. Let's fucking go for the prom pictures with my brother. <laughs> no, well, well, no. Well, what we'll do is we'll... shotgun prom. Yeehaw! <laughs> This Roll is time, funny, y'all. We'll oh we'll God. put Dustin. We'll, Dustin. We'll put Gunner in a Dustin cosplay. Sure. From the snowball, the season two. We'll <laughs> hit, we'll make Gunner cosplay as Dustin. With okay. His curly mullet. Yes. Yes. And then you and Gunner can be Nancy and Dustin. Oh, okay. We'll do that. That's that's we'll cute. do that. Yes, that's cute. All right. <laughs> Coming in at number two. Title of your sex tape. The, uh, in my opinion. The best mom there is, yeah, to kids that aren't his. That's right. Talking about Steve, the hair Harrington. Boom. Fuck yeah. Yes. You know, like Mike said at the beginning, was like, I don't know about the Steve guy, but then you introduce him to being a babysitter, to full on. Nah, nah, this guy's a mom now. No, okay. So with that, here's here's where I knew Steve was mom. When he puts the dish towel over his shoulder and hands on the hips. <laughs> Season two. <laughs> not wrong. That image. You're not forever, wrong. I will take that image to the grave in my brain. <laughs> I may have that, done that That's going today. with me. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I've done that. Dish towel over the shoulder. You have. <laughs> you have and every time you do it i think of steve Her- i think of joe carey every time you do it i'm glad i can make you think <laughs> all i need to do is put some nails in a baseball bat and give it to you to hold like over your shoulder negan okay. style and we're sold you're giving me photo shoot ideas right now <laughs> oh gender swaps yeah things. yeah tabby and is, now tabby is quickly becoming every character in stranger now. things though say again <laughs> Say again. I said Tabby's quickly becoming every character in Stranger Things at this point. <laughs> Mike approves. Mike approves. Oh no. So are you gonna have a bowl cut, Will? Sure. Oh my god. Jesus. I will have a permed bowl cut. It like fucking Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> it looked like if if Lloyd Christmas permed his bowl cut. My God! Don't tempt me with a good time. I will do it. Are you gonna wear the knee-high tube socks and the ugly striped blue and yellow? Yep. Collared polo <laughs> with the bowl cut perm. 
I'll uh, I'll cut my hair like Mike. I'll it'll just look wispy like a, and flowy. Mike, no, Mike, a bowl cut that's falling off. Mike, yeah, your hair's already cut like Mike. Oh <laughs> actually, if I color my hair, actually, I uh, Mike, we your name is this. Mike. That's See? true. That's what I was See? getting at. We were talking about this last week, and I already decided I'm actually going to try to go as uh, Eddie for Halloween. I thought Fair you were enough. going as Murray. No, I'm go- I could go as. I thought you wanted me to put you a bald sh- cap on you. Bald the shave the top yeah. of my head. No, not shave it. I'll bald. No, Mike, shave it. Shave it. Shave it. <laughs> I don't, don't no. The old horse. I worked shoe. really hard for this this beautiful mane. All right. So All right. Now, here's your number one. Well, before we get to that, honorable mentions. Do it. Hopper. I can't believe no one has said Hopper. Yeah, I want- yeah neither can <laughs> no. I. He is oh. the hero of Hawkins. He died fighting the Russians, but didn't die. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Hopper. Now, for my number one, I think we all know, because y'all have already said him. Yeah. The golden child, the golden boy, Dustin. Dustin. A.K.A. Dusty Buns. Yep. A.K.A. How can you not love that face? I'm dude, right? Like, like I hopped on my Netflix. Like, all right, what's my profile picture for Netflix? Oh, that's right, it's Dustin. Steve is work. Yeah, but Caleb is Dustin. I'm just like, yeah, I ain't changing that. (laughs) Fucking love Dustin. He's great. What's not to love about him? Hopper was actually my second honorable mention because. Hopper, but you're talking about <laughs> fat Hopper, not skinny Hopper, right? I think exactly. I yes. Yeah. Yes. See, here's the thing. Now Hopper. Skinny I'm now, talking so about just all Hoppers. Hopper in season five is gonna have he Hop, Hopper in season five is gonna look like Schwarzenegger. He's gonna have <laughs> muscles. He's gonna like. I want him to drink beer and eat pizza and get the dad bod back. Which hey, we got Oops. Argyle there. Nope. Pizza's gonna be coming. That's true. Title of your sex tape. No, I don't know. I don't know if you all had the opportunity to try the uh, Surfer Boy frozen pizza. I want to. I want to eat it. I will so go to Walmart. Bad. I'll. I'll get it. it if they have it at that Walmart. Not every Walmart's going to carry it. That's true. I had it back when I was house sitting for my parents. Back whenever that was a month Sir, ago or so. Not even as longer than that. Uh, Dog. May. Uh, yeah, okay. but I had Surfer Boy Pizza. I had the pepperoni because it's like ah, I love pepperoni. Is it good? If I could fucking find it again, <laughs> he's getting serious. I would fucking buy more than just fucking one. By God, <laughs> so good that crust, pizza. It was a fucking it's the best frozen fucking pizza I've had. Uh, All right, Matt. The crust so... was nice and crispy, but flaky. But no, like thin crust. But then no. you're just like, but it's not thin crust. It just—it was great. Caleb, was why great. are well, you explaining this? I am on a diet. I can't. All right, well, because we'll, we'll get into I that. was asked. We'll get in. We'll get back into that a little bit later. All right, but let's go. Let's, let's let on. Matt do his top three. So I'm going to take a different approach from everybody. I'm not going to rank them, but I'm going to rank them in terms of age because they remind okay. me of either myself or somebody in my life up until. Like in the in these years that these kids exist, so we're, they're all in you know teenagers or whatever. So I love Dusty because in seventh grade that was basically me, right? Um, not very popular, loved all the nerdy stuff, but was a happy guy. And 
it was just like I, I can feel Dustin sometimes when he seems like he's such an outlier to everybody else around him. But when he finds that small group that he loves and that loves him, uh, yeah. I think that's a great thing. And everybody needs that. And so I always, I love Dustin for that reason. I mean, Dustin's awesome, of course, for many reasons. But I always, I don't know, I, I was always from the first episode was like, man, that's that's me. And that was when I was younger. And then if you move up, um, Robin to me is somebody who I always liked. And it's because she's like, she's not very confident in who she is, but she also talks a lot, which a lot of people equate that with somebody who's confident in themselves. Mm -hmm. And I love that they delve into that in this last season, especially with Nancy and Nancy's like, would you shut the fuck up? And Robin's like, I can't because I, and you see how it is with the love interests and, and being gay at a time when it wasn't really acceptable, not just anywhere. I mean, anywhere yeah. it wasn't even talked about. And so yep. I, a lot of people said that that reveal was unnecessary, but I'm like, not really like it was done so well. And so, so I don't know. I, I felt like the way that they, they, un, they did the whole reveal with Robin. It was done so well because you kind of felt like her and Steve had this connection. And then you realize that she, it was never romantic for her, but they were also so opposite in their lives. Right. And so rarely does the popular person ever get with somebody who feels like they're invisible. So I love Robin for that reason. And I think I just love her sometimes because it's like, she just can't stop talking like at all. So so that's my number two. So if I have an honorable okay. mention, it's going to be Hopper. Hopper very much reminds me of my dad. And my dad Ooh. can't do a motion. Like, mm. And Hopper really struggles with that in season three, which I love when he's trying to figure out how to do the talk with Mike. And he has all the notes and everything. And then he just like throws caution to the wind and basically has that heart-to-heart, quote-unquote, in the car with him. And that's the last yeah. time he saw Mike. And But he's also fiercely loyal to people that he cares about and that's my dad too like my dad doesn't do the whole like give me a hug son thing but i know that he's there so i love hopper for that reason in so many ways i mean hopper just from remember at the beginning of the whole thing he didn't believe joyce and then they related yeah. all that stuff with his daughter and you're like oh this guy's a big softy he, he doesn't just know how to show it so i i love him um and then the last one is eddie and i think you guys saw my post on social media about him with the music thing well, that was yes. me, man. Like, not in the staying in high school for like five years after you're supposed to, but you know, feeling like liking things like metal. Those were not commonplace. People couldn't understand it, and we talked about how welcoming it is, but it wasn't common. And also, like, I don't know. Eddie felt like he was hated by everybody. <laughs> felt like he didn't have a place to belong. And then by the end of it, even though he died, that whole scene that Caleb talked about with his uncle and everything, that was heart-wrenching, but also awesome because his story arc rose to the very, very peak and he did it by playing the guitar. I mean, hello. Mm -hmm. So how can you not like that? And a BC Rich, Warlock. I mean, that like that was amazing. And especially my wife's like, how do you know that? I was like, I mean, that's an iconic guitar. That is an iconic really guitar. Is. Oh, I, God. I had one 20 years ago. Oh, my God. Jace has one still. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, no, that style. Oh, yeah. No, mine, he has that one. Mine was uh, solid red. I bought it for like 200 bucks at Guitar Center. <laughs> and so, I I don't know. There's so many characters to like, though. And I think that's the theme, that they do a really good job with character development in the show. And they make you oh, they do just about everybody, but not everybody, which is a good segue. Yeah. I like the fact that we have very similar likes. Yeah. We're all good people. Oh, I agree. <laughs> we know who the good ones are except for the people who don't like dustin's face they can get on out of here he's adorable so 
the next segment I would like to dive into, assuming everyone's cool, is some fun facts. Everyone loves fun facts, am I right? Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, okay. I mean, yeah, you know, for the most part, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do love fun facts. What am I saying? Yeah. So the uh the Stranger Things font is a uh, is a nod to Stephen King's Cujo. Ah. I see that. The now iconic sequence was inspired by motion graphics designer Richard Greenberg. He also designed the titles for films including Alien, Super 1978's Superman the Movie, and The Goonies. Okay. Ooh. So yeah, the guy who does the opening credits, Superman, <laughs> The Goonies. Uh, Goonies. The Goonies, one of the most iconic 80s movies of all time. I, I kind of feel like it's an homage to The Goonies, like the way the, the boys are. When they're I don't together. I don't know I don't know they're speaking pretty good English, the whereas the Goonies I'm used to, they're speaking German. So, <laughs> uh, the upside I down. I watch Goonies a lot in German class, but we watch Goonies a lot in German class, <laughs> and, and Top Gun. Oh my God! The but, upside sorry. down's original name was the Nether. They got so used to calling it the Upside Down on set, it stuck. Millie Bobby Brown revealed in Beyond the Stranger Things, the same thing happened with the Shadow Monster in Season 2. It was supposed to be called the Mind Flare. Oh, okay. Gatton Matazaro was yep. the first person cast for Stranger Things. Wow. Gatton, That's because he's amazing. Gatton, Sadie, and Caleb all were best friends before Stranger Things because they met on Broadway. Broadway. Yep, yes, that I did. knew. Yep, they were all in. They were all in the Lion King. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sadie Sink was she played Annie in Broadway. Mm-hmm. We just watched that last night. Yep. Eleven's uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Her outfit, the pink dress, and the blonde wig are similar to and possibly a nod to ET's. E. Guys in the movie E.T. Mm-hmm. Nice. When they dressed up E.T. Yep. That uh, Drew Barrymore put E.T. in that outfit. Yep. Or a similar outfit. Yep. Stephen King found Millie Bobby Brown. Long before the Duffer brothers cast her as Eleven, Stephen King tweeted his love for Bobby Brown on the British show Intruders. Millie, the girl in Intruders, is terrific. It is my imagination or our child actors a lot better than they used to be. Yeah. Ooh, what about um, <coughs> Hopper's trailer? They bought it for a dollar. R- really? Yes. Shit. I wonder if, if we went and bought it, could we like spot him a five <laughs> and up the sale? $10 bill. Yeah. Here's a $9 a difference. High five. Fuck yeah. Deadpool style. Fuck yeah. It took four and a half hours for the Duffer brothers to convince Winona Ryder to play Joyce Byers. Wow. Love in a meeting. Wow. Four and a half hours. I mean, I'm surprised she stuck around it, that long. It was a four and a half hour. They uh, Originally, the meeting was supposed to only last just a few minutes to pitch her the long enough to pitch her the idea and the backstory between uh, about Joyce. It ended up taking four and a half hours to convince Renona Ryder to say yes. Wow. She was their first choice. Okay. Um, 
so to end this one, the Duffer brothers have said that Stranger Things is likely to end after its fifth season. Yep. Mm-hmm. So going off of that, what are our predictions for season five? Well, hold on a second. Uh, have we done... So we're doing fun facts, but can I do a little Easter egg? Absolutely. All right. So, Mike, are you familiar with uh, Murray Bauman's phone number from season three, I think? So there's a phone number that no. they show. Oh. That is a real phone number. I'm and familiar with that. Yeah. Yes. So, Mike, this is a, a real pleasure for you, if you don't mind. Uh, we're going to call this number, and I want you to hear exactly what's happening. And for our listeners, that phone number is... Area code 618-625-8313. Correct. Here we go. I'm going to leave a message if I can. Hi. You have reached the residence of Murray Bauman. Mom, if this is you, please hang up and call me between the hours of 5 and 6 p.m. as previously discussed. Okay? <laughs> and this is Joyce. Joyce, thank you for calling. I've been trying to reach you. I, I have an update. It's about, well, it's uh, it's probably best if we speak in person. It's not good or bad, but it's something. <clears throat> now, if this is anyone but my mother or Joyce, well, <laughs> you, you think you're real clever getting my number, don't you? Well, here's some breaking news for you. You're not clever. You're not special. You are simply one of the many, many nimwits to call here. And the closest you will ever get to me is this pre-recorded message. So at the beep, do me a favor. Hang up and never call here. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, it's a real thing. And I was curious. So I was like, I'm not going to do this live because I don't know. So I pre-called it to find out if it was the right thing. I was waiting for somebody else to be like, who is this? And be like, shit. But uh, nope, it is a real thing. So apparently that's amazing. That number, apparently the same number, the number for the Nina project and the number for surfer boy pizza, all are real and can be called. Oh, absolutely. I've seen the surfer boy. Mm -hmm. I I haven't called that yet. I tried to call the surfer boy pizza and it just gives me a busy signal. So, but I went and researched it further and apparently sometimes that will happen. Well, it's because everybody's probably calling it. Busy signal if you call the surfer boy pizza. But I mean, I would love to, you know, dial a number and fucking Argyle's on the other end because Argyle's awesome. Meh. I know you don't. Okay. So, how did Caleb and Matt, how do you two feel about Argyle as a character? At, at first, it's like, eh, but then he grows on you. Exactly. That is exactly what I said. He grows on you, and then you're just like, my fucking man. Yes. My, my dude. Man. You my mean dude. My, my dude? My dude. No. Like, not, not, <laughs> he came in clutch. He came in clutch with his goddamn Pete Surfer Boy knowledge for the fucking pizza freezer. Salt walked in there. It's like, hey, my dude, weed. And the dude was like, dude. <laughs> dude. And then, boom. And then what's he doing? He makes a fucking pizza for Mike and Eleven. Argyle have, hooks everyone up and with then free pie. Jonathan and Will get to have that bro talk that they <laughs> needed. And you're just like, Argyle, if not for you, this shit would not have happened. I need you to stop hating on my bro Argyle. Now, and if not for Argyle, to- 
if not for Argyle, Eleven wouldn't have been able to piggyback Max off of Vecna to dead. save Max. Max okay. would be dead. Nancy Wheeler would be dead. <laughs> Fucking Steve would be dead. Robin would be dead. Dusty would be dead. Eddie is dead. All those people <laughs> would have been dead. Lucas would have been dead. Argyle right? saves lives. Now, back to the fun facts real quick. So, fun fact, Charlie Heaton, a.k.a. Jonathan, A, has a child. Oh, did not know that. Exactly. And B, is in an actual relationship with Nancy. With yep. Nancy, since 2016. The, the first season. And I'm just like, good for them. Aww. Good for them. Them. Do you think, like, in between scenes, they go bang it out and then come back? And Probably. They might. They yeah. might. I mean, look, look, look. If they're not banging their, in their trailers, why the fuck do you even have a trailer? That's a good point. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And also, Dustin, he's going to be 20 in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas is already 21. He is? Yeah. Will they is still 20s. 17. Which is... Yeah. No, he's 19. No, he's 17. Uh-huh. I just well, pulled. Yeah. Is he really? I just closed out the tab of oh, all shit. the actors. And it's it's funny, but I th- I think with the new time jump that they're going to do, they're going to bring it to the 90s. So they're- I've actually heard something about that. They can't because Beetlejuice comes out in like 1988 and Winona Ryder was in it. So I think they have a finite stop point. I think the Duffer Brothers have said that, that they can't jump beyond when Beetlejuice is released because then oh. because then what are they going to geek out about? I mean, Joyce Byers on the TV with Michael Keaton. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. You know, uh, to add to that, uh, I saw a meme and it said that Joyce Byers can't die during the filming, during the run of Stranger Things because she has to go film the Heathers in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean that so that there is a lot of funny stuff with that. It would be kind of funny if the kids were like geeking out over her, her character from Beetlejuice in the show. <laughs> you look that you look, be... you look like Lydia from Beetlejuice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is your mom Lydia Will? Mom yeah. Will. I don't is know. Your mom Lydia? I would I would like to think there's going to be a Beetlejuice Easter egg in season 5. That would be I awesome. would think there might be because they're talking about Beetlejuice uh, part two or number yeah, two. Yeah, Winona Ryder coming back for Beetlejuice 2. Mm-hmm. So um, season five predictions. Do you guys have season five predictions? People going to die. Yes. I think they're going to take out a lot of main characters because they've gotten so much shit about not taking out main characters. I heard that season five, all of season five is going to be exactly as the last two episodes were for season four. It's going to, it's going to have that level that, of intensity man. the whole from, from beginning to end. It's, season five is going to be a fucking roller coaster from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Can Character you, deaths. And there's only going to be like what? Six, eight episodes. Uh, I, 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 I seen that. I seen that it was going to be a similar like it's going to be season one, season two type episodes. Yeah, the episode count is going to be shorter, but the the runtime is going to be. I think it's going to be about an hour. No, they said the runtimes are going to be longer, but the episode count is going to be smaller. So it's going to be like mini movies. Yeah, it'll be like five, six episodes, and that's it. But they're going to be really long. So 
So I got a prediction um, for you. Okay, go. All right. So Will Byers is going to be a huge part of season five. And yep, I, yep, I, yep, yep. I kind of wonder if he's going to be conflicted, but imagine this for a second. I'm not saying this is a prediction, but imagine this. Imagine if they end the series the way that they ended Infinity War for the MCU and Vecna just goes off into the sunset because he's won, right? Can you imagine if that's how it ended? Because like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. He really is more powerful than every single person in this, even 11. See, with with what you just said, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, part two of season four was like Infinity War. Vecna, Vecna didn't die after, after uh, 11 mm-hmm. dusted him. Uh, he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. And that's where the big battle is going to happen. And and season five is going to be like Avengers Endgame. Oof! It's going to take everybody. And I and when I say everyone, I mean Joyce, Murray, Hopper, all every all the main heroes right. together to Max. take out. She's already gone. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's a, I, there's going to be a time jump though. There's going to be a time jump. We don't look, know how long. Even if she bones get healed, I foresee her staying in that coma state. Comatose state. Yeah. Comatose state until after the final battle. You know, she's she's not playing a big part. She's not playing a big part. Well, that that's just my that's what I'm seeing out here. I mean, as much as I hate to say this, I I I don't I, see my boy Steve making it to the end. I will agree to that, but with Max, when Eleven goes back to look for Max and she's not there, that means her body is available. Her mind is not. Yeah, which means Vecna could also possess her to infiltrate. See, I don't. I just don't think Vecna would go that route. Because he's pretty much already opened up a way for him himself once he gets fully healed to come from, you know, the nether, you know, to come to our realm and just be like, I'm just going to fuck shit up now. (laughs) You saw what he did to Hawkins. Mm -hmm. Fucking just boom. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming and he's bringing his army. Yeah. I have a prediction for Vecna. He's going to have another long monologue. I think we can pencil that in because he's had how many in each of the, each of the last two I would episodes. be okay with that. Yeah. yeah now, also, real quick, if I may, I don't mean to just bogart this segment real quick. But, no, go uh, for it. So I saw an interesting theory via D&D that Vecna does get defeated by a vampire betrayal. Mm-hmm. I've seen oh, that Cass. one. Cass. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and then it's like, Eddie, what do you get killed by? Bats. bats. Yep. What turns, vamp- what do vampires turn into? Bats. So, Eddie becoming a vampire, vampire, in the sense, you know, for D&D and whatnot, and coming in clutch and helping. So, I, I, I would like to see that. I would like to see Eddie repraised. You know, coming back as a vampire, as a vampire, and helping take out Vecna. Yep. And you know, I I think that would be great. I you know I would like it to be seen via on Earth, so that you know 
in Hawkins. I want, I, I want this whole thing to happen in Hawkins. I want it to be seen. I want it to be known. So that way it clears Eddie's name. Be like, nah, nah, Eddie, look at him. He's helping us out. I justice for Eddie. Yeah, what I'm no, getting at here. Actually, what you were saying, just not Caleb with all of that. That's actually a very popular fan theory is Eddie uh, returning uh, and becoming a vampire and playing a huge role in the demise of Vecna as as Cass. It's just justice for Eddie, y'all. Which yeah. totally oh, no, I, I ship Eddie. it, dude. 100%. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, I don't also, know. like I said, my boy Eddie or my boy Steve at a... Man, I don't know how much longer plot armor can save them, you know? Yeah, because they, they, they do have to, um, I hate to say Game of Thrones it, but uh, they do have to get rid of some people, and it has to be meaningful. Like, they've got to... It has get... to be people we care well, about. Yes. They've also mentioned a lot online. They're like, why haven't you taken out main characters? Yeah. Like, they have survived this long. Why haven't you taken out main characters in every season you you introduce a sub character that we grow to love you take them out but the shock factor of taking out main characters what what the fuck yeah well clearly uh, these people are not one piece fans and i used to <laughs> only be like oh i'm gonna kill somebody oh, i'm not killing them they're they're still alive but then then he does kill a main character and it's like ow there are some people who are still not over that death. I'm just like, get over it. It happened. He had a pretty big losing streak. <laughs> Come on. Jonathan? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about Jonathan. God. But who but does it does Jonathan really matter? Like No. I mean, Will. He's a sub character right now. Will's not yeah. gonna make it. I, I I just do not see Will making it. Like I it's too much darkness there, and I just think that he's gonna. It, it's like the depression thing we talked about. Like it's always gonna be with him, and yeah, I, it's, it's it's a hard time for him to be gay in that time period. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah adding true. that on top of everything else that's happening, he's like, okay, the town's in shambles, but I kind of want to fuck my best friend, but I, this isn't appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no there's no good way for him to come out and say it. It's like. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine. He, he's got a lot happening. And then, of course, the whole touching of the neck thing, which they went to a lot in season three. And I'm glad that they didn't do it until he was back in Hawkins, which to me lets you know that it's going to happen in Hawkins. Like, I think this whole thing is going to end. Oh, it's going to end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Scott, I think I think that Will is going to play a big part of season five. Oh, huge. Um, and I my fan prediction is that Mike is going to die and it's going to be saving 11 or will at this point where will is possessed or still under the control of the mind flare mm -hmm. to where Mike comes in and he's like, let him go. Let him survive. He's my best friend. Kind of, kind of deal. Yeah. I don't see Mike doing that though. Mm -mm. Really? I from I, I from what we've from what I've seen of Mike. That he doesn't give a fuck. More or less, yeah. More or less. If it's not 11, Mike's not going to go full <laughs> 100, all right? Yeah. But then it could be that point where it's like, 
do you care about him? Look, this, kind of is, this, is, this is the 80s. These are teens. Teenage boys. I've never been a teenage boy, so I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Not so yet. You are going to prom there. soon, so not yet. But <laughs> I just, I don't see Mike sacrificing himself for Will, or as I see Mike sacrificing himself for Eleven. I think this end scene could be very similar to the end of it where there, you know, like there, there's this group of member, all the main characters don't, don't survive there and they all have to face some kind of a fear. And I think Mike's fear is being useless. I mean, and to be fair, well, yeah, he's fucking useless. So, <laughs> I mean, he has, he has no arc. No, he really he has doesn't. nothing. I, I, he's actually, just there. And I'll, I'll say this. Notice how none of us picked 11 as our favorite character. Like, no. Mike and Eleven's arc has gone away. It's just stayed the it, same. I don't, I would where every other dead. character has either come up or they've dropped. And so maybe that will change, but Mike in season four was... Ah, a bitch? No, I just, he didn't need to be there. Like if Mike, it's kind of like that old thing where it was like Garfield without Garfield and it's just John talking to himself. And it's kind of like, that's Mike. Yeah. Like if Mike wasn't in those scenes and Will was just talking to himself, it would have been like inner monologue, basically. <laughs> it's like I didn't see Mike needing to be there. Whatsoever. I feel like they toned Mike down a lot uh, this season. Then because in, in season well, one in season one and two, Mike played a huge role. He did. But they kind of dialed him back. But I guess maybe there's a reason behind that. Yeah, they were trying to make make way for other characters for you to fall in love with that they yeah. could kill off in season five. But I do, I do love how thus far how they almost made Eleven kind of come full circle. Right. She she ended where she began. Right. And that was with Doctor Benner mm-hmm. uh, in the lab. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the Hawkins lab, but Mm-mm. still. I mean, everything's intentional for them. So yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm worried about season five. It'll be good, and I, I oh, least, it's going to be amazing. At least I hope so. I'm, we'll oh, all I, enjoy it. Yeah, I wish we'll I could go downstairs right now and it. turn on Netflix and season five was up. I know. I, I, I wish. I, I, yeah, I would binge the whole fucking thing right here, right now, if I could. I would love to. And if they're going to wait two years, then at least do it the right way. Like that was actually one thing yeah. about the pandemic that was great is they got six months to write all of this when they normally wouldn't have had it. And right. And I, people, I, people complaining about the length need to just shut up because hit yeah. the pause button, man, go to the bathroom, do whatever it is that you do when you hit the look, pause look, button and look. come back. Me. All right. Stranger things. First thing that came out, didn't watch it. Season two came out. Yeah. Season three comes out. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll watch the first season. And I'm like, why the fuck do I wait so long? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, binge, boom, boom, boom. Like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. And then, you know, this past wait between three and four, I'm like, yeah, it's no problem. Whatever. I've got other things I can watch. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. just find something else to watch. The wait doesn't seem that long. I think we can all agree mm-hmm. that it'll be good and we'll enjoy it and we'll all be back here in two years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two years, this is going to happen. <laughs> in two years, this oh. will fucking happen. Pencil so and brochachos. Recap. For all the <laughs> listeners, this episode will have a sequel. 
<laughs> but it'll be in gonna, two years. It's gonna be. It's gonna take two years. Exactly. But in the meantime, yeah. you'll have a bunch of filler episodes <laughs> of me yeah. talking about fictional pirates. A hundred, a <laughs> hundred and oh. something episodes and, of and filler. How you don't shit in a lazy river? Yeah, you, you don't, don't shit in a lazy, lazy river. river. No. Uh, golf. Or shit in a floor vent. Yeah, well, I already had to clean that up, so thanks a lot. <laughs> and by then, you'll you'll have a whole forty hour single podcast episode you can you can watch on YouTube. Oof. That Matty Ice is going to be a part of. That I may or may not be a part twice. of. Twice. Maybe. You may, depending on how it turns out. Yeah. If it's terrible, he's like, I'm out. I'm uh, no, I'll, be, I'll be there for the first he's one and then like, show up for the second. Shit, I'm out. Where'd everybody go? I'll be the only <laughs> one on there keeping the stream alive. Hey, everybody. Like uh, Garth and Winsboro. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I'm for it. My head will explode. All right, so we dove a lot into a lot of things. Uh, Everyone is going to die in season five. Yes, we dove into a lot of stuff. <laughs> we we talked about our favorite characters, uh, some Easter eggs, some nods to other 80s movies, favorite moments, uh, and everything in between. I uh, want to thank you guys for, for following us, listening to all our episodes. Uh, to our new listeners, uh, just hit up our link tree. Uh, you can find all of our social medias there. All our listening platforms are tpublic.com slash merch. It's there in our link tree. Uh, BoskyCoffeeRoasters.com are our wonderful sponsors. Amazing there. coffee. If you uh, like coffee. Shout out to uh, Tab, Lisa, and Jen for making a stellar fucking episode for Ladies Night. If you haven't heard that yet, you are doing yourself a great injustice. You actually Both understand why. Both episodes kick ass, but episode two was a little more heartfelt. And I think where, next time where you guys are going to listen to Ladies Night everywhere, but Apple Podcasts, same place you listen to Happy Hour podcast. <laughs> uh, but I, I know Apple your next episode is going to be a little though. more. It's going to be more fun. It'll be fun. fun. It's going to be fun. Lift the spirits a lot. Uh, Caleb has his YouTube channel, a uh, KY Caleb, Brew Review. Yep. Uh, you know, we'll probably do a live eventually, maybe this month. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I make no promises. You just hop on there, KY Brew Review. You'll see me talking about beer, drinking beer, drinking seltzers, not drinking, but it's like, this is what we picked up. Do, 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 do. Fucking alcoholic whipped cream. I don't know about <laughs> this. Uh, which... That that review's actually out, which since it's already out, man, I was not expecting it to be that good. Yeah. Oh, don't I, tell my, me that. The, the bar was set low because I'm like, this is going to be shit. And then I taste it. And I'm like, God damn it, this is this is tasty. Yeah, mm. and it's non dairy. Oh, game <laughs> on! So Jace can have it too. Exactly. There we go. And uh. Thank oh. you to our amazing, special, wonderful guest. Well, Maddie of course, Media Maddie Network. Ice. But uh, real quick, I want to drop. Uh, Gunner has hasn't really been in the mood to record uh, his next episode of the legendary Gunner podcast, but he does have six episodes up that you can listen to on the same platforms as Happy Hour and Ladies Night. Uh, you can, if you want to talk to us outside of the show, uh, hit up our WhatsApp at five zero two. Four zero seven eight zero six four. 
Uh, Anything. I, I got that WhatsApp, so I'll more than likely be the Shoot one to speak with. If you want to talk about the show, pitch some ideas on what you would like us to discuss. If you want to come on with, the show. Come on the show. Have drink ideas that you want us to try. It is happy hour after all. So hit us up there. Uh, Matt, uh, if you would be so kind, sir, is to please, please drop your socials. Everything. And let our listeners know where they can find your show and talk to you at. Because we love you so much. Well, you He's can okay. go to MattyIceMedia.com for my shows, other shows that we have as part of our network. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I don't even know what my handles are, to be honest with you. I think it's uh, – I mean, I have like four – Four Twitter accounts at this point because I'm running so many damn shows now. So Jesus, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not very good at Twitter to begin with. So I just I basically talk with you guys on Twitter. I think it's uh, Maddie Ice Freights. I think that's the that that's it. Go with that. Go with that is the Twitter handle. And, that's the uh, one I tag you in. There you the go. Maddie then, Ice go, go with that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram once you find me on Twitter. That's where I spend most of my time anyway. Instagram sucks. They really. Uh, fucking sucks and i spend yeah. my time on tiktok because tabby sends me 15 videos a day so that's the sole reason why i have a tiktok before you close out the show i do want to thank you guys because you guys uh took the time to put together some stuff while i was on vacation and uh, it was a lot of fun i'm glad i wanted always wanted to do that to have i guess a network of people who could sort of sub in like if somebody was out it happens yeah, on oh. the radio all the time where oh the host is out and somebody comes in for a week while they're on vacation or doing whatever they're doing I really enjoyed it personally, and I couldn't think of better people to do it. Uh, and if you're looking to hear that, my podcast is called Drip Trip Spill with Maddie Ice. And uh, they were, I think, one of the last episodes and while I was gone. It was a lot of fun, and um, you guys you know, infiltrated my studio, but you left it in pretty good shape. And uh, I was except just, your kitchen counter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did have to wipe what looked like an entire uh, skid mark off of my new kitchen counter. But Sorry, you're that, welcome. That was me. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. There was some Vaseline or something on it too, and I just was like, I don't know that's what this is. Me. Just wipe that up. Wipe that up. Just get. I'm just. Out. I'm just glad that you didn't call the cops and press charges. Not yet. I keep saying now that you know of. Yeah, or I'm ever in the area, we have to make this happen. And I'm happy oh, to. Fuck yeah. uh, I am very, very happy to come on the show. Also, is a pleasure. Uh, and an honor to be honest with you. So I like I don't guess Thank very you, often on shows, so it's nice to be asked. And uh, oh, anytime you want to come on, just dude, let us know. Yeah. We'll we'll. I've earned my stripes. I think you always... plug out a uh, a time slot or a day for you if you want to come on, mm -hmm. or if you want us on your show. Just let us know. Like we are so down. Like this friendship is like amazing. And dude, you you always have a seat at the happy hour table right here. Yeah. Next to me. You guys right now. You now guys Maddie. Yes, sir. Oh! <laughs> Interviews on ice. Yes. What's this about? I started that uh, as like an interview series. So if we ever get somebody who is considered like high profile, I guess if you want to call it that, uh, I like to have an avenue to kind of do that, to do more serious, more interview based, because I always wanted to be a journalist. I always wanted to do actual interviewing and news stuff. So that avenue is there for me when I want to do that realm where I have a guest, I'm preparing, I'm figuring, you know, like going through their life and trying to get something interesting. And it's not just bantering with whoever's on the show and kind of going back and forth, which is oh, what respect, respect, respect. Yeah. So um, I may actually be doing that at the end of this month. I have a guest booked for my show. Um, it's apparently a female rapper. And they reached okay. out to me and they have a new single coming out. They have like 30,000 Instagram followers. So uh, oh, they, yeah. I have no idea how they found me or what, but I was talking to their 
assistant and they booked a gig with me late in July. So that'll probably come out in August. I'll probably drop that on both feeds. But yeah, um, I like to make new stuff. I mean, I had at one point last year, this is probably way off on tangent. As of March of this year, February of this year, I was doing four podcasts. So two, three solo yeah. and one uh, as a team with somebody else. And I consolidated them into Would that one. Would be a cowboy season? Uh, cowboy season was old. That was when we started way, 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 way back. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I got a lot of mic time doing a lot of monologuing, which is mostly what I do. Not a lot of monologuers out there, by the way. It's so, not easy. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and put the kibosh on this episode. Let's go. Uh, let's play our Vecna song and get the fuck out of the upside down before Vecna takes us. I'm Mike. I'm Tabby. I'm Caleb. I'm pulling up my Vecna song. Let's do and, this shit. And we will see you guys next time. You guys be safe. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Always drink responsibly. You guys have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you next time. Good night. Good night.